0: Oh, I think we're live. Sorry. I'm just sitting here watching the the steam rise up from my coffee against the crisp morning air. Morning, everybody. Pastor Paul here. Happy Monday. It's a beautiful Monday. If you're watching this on, like, after the fact, it is 8 p.m. on Monday, February 8th. We are cranking through our study of the book of Exodus and we're in the middle of the plagues and the point of the plagues is not, you know, uh, you know I can throw the ball further than you can throw. It's, it's, it's a point of whose God is supreme, whose God is, is mighty. And is it Yahweh, the God of the Israelites, or the itty bitty gods of the Egyptians? So we're gonna look at the third and fourth plagues this morning, and this has to do with gnats and flies, and we may think, what's the big deal? But but come on, we live here, and many of us, in North Florida, which is really close to South Georgia. I think South Georgia has to be the gnat the, the, the capital of the world. It's like you can't, sometimes during the summer, it's, it's, you can't, you breathe them in. There's so many of them. And, and so, so gnats can be an issue. And while we may not think of flies as much, um, when we lived in Mississippi, um, we, I would uh, walk across the pavement at night when it was dark and I would hear the crunch, crunch under my feet because of all the cockroaches that were, 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 were roaming around. And that's what flies can do. They can, they can congregate in the same way. And as we're going to see, gnats and flies are at the heart of these next two plagues. And we're going there's actually quite a lot we can learn from, from these blasted insects. So, chapter 8, verse 16, I'm going to read the third and fourth plagues, and then we're going to pray and dive in. Then the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And they did so. Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth and there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning, present yourself to Pharaoh as he goes out to the water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me, or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you, and your servants, and your people, and into your houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. See, flies on the ground, cockroaches on the ground. Um, But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms of flies shall be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Thus I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall happen. And Pharaoh did so there came great swarms of flies into the house of pharaoh and into his servants houses throughout all the land of egypt the land was ruined by the swarms of flies then pharaoh called moses and aaron and said go sacrifice to your god within the land but moses said it would not be right to do so for the offerings we shall sacrifice to the lord our god are an abomination to the egyptians if we sacrifice offerings abominable to the egyptians before their eyes will they not stone us We must go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, as he tells us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go to sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you must not go very far away. Plead for me. Then Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you, and I will plead with the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only let not Pharaoh cheat again by not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out. From Pharaoh and pray to the Lord and the Lord did as Moses asked and removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh from his servants and from his people not one remained but Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not let the people go let's pray father um, take these events that transpired 3,500 years ago and show us how you are the same God yesterday today and forever we ask these things in your name. Amen. So what we have seen in these plagues as we've moved from the blood of the Nile to the frogs from the Nile down to these gnats and flies, again we are seeing an intensification of of these plagues and of the problems they cause and we and and as as we saw last time You know blood and frogs those are those are bad okay but there's something about gnats and flies right that are persistent you can never get away from them frogs you could put in a big pile right on the side of the road and burn gnats and flies they're they they just multiply and they're incessant they are everywhere and so we're seeing this intensification of 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 the plagues on the part of god and it's telling look look under the third plague it says the magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats but they could not and see the first two plagues they were able to replicate to a degree these these pagan priests folks of the egyptians but but as the power of god intensifies moses's point here is to show us that the power of these magicians and their idols is de-intensifying right there is a decreasing power and and one of the things we want to understand from this is that this is the way it always works with idols right they are the law of diminishing returns whatever that thing is that we are looking to placing our hope in trying to find peace in assurance significance it it might appear for a time that it's working and in a sense it it does work for a very short amount of time but as time goes on there is the decreasing inability of that idol to provide what only god can provide and and that is clearly the one of the lessons here that these gnats and flies um are you know they they magicians have met their match with them and and so there is there is this idea that that ultimately nothing but the power of God the presence of God the peace of God can um, can do what our souls most need right and that's to have a sturdy foundation someone who is rock solid a place to place our feet someone who is always there, never disappoints. It's not the idols, right? It's not the, the gods of the Egyptians, it's, it's Yahweh. Um, now the, the purpose, again, let's remind ourselves the purpose of all this, we found in verse 19, then the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God, right? Um, it just again emphasizes this idea that the, the, that Moses and Aaron weren't just doing magic tricks for the Egyptians. They were in fact demonstrating the superior power of of God, and that is clearly what's happening. So we, now we come to the fourth plague, the flies, and here we have this added detail that the flies were everywhere, but they were not in Goshen. So Goshen is obviously the place where the Israelites have been now residing for over four hundred years. It's a fertile place. It's a it's a it's a respite in this pagan land, and. It says that God puts physical protection around them to protect them from the plagues now when we think about um, and again this would have been a sign that that the God of the Israelites was most powerful and mightier than the gods of of the Egyptians now when we think about what that means for us as New Testament believers today um, the New Testament is very clear that that this same principle of spiritual protection applies but but not in the same way in the old testament so in the old testament oftentimes physical rescue physical restoration physical protection material blessing was one of the the ways that god communicated to his people and the surrounding cultures okay that that he was superior that he was the ultimate god well now we know that in christ jesus okay our greatest spiritual protection our greatest protection is in fact spiritual that um nothing can separate us from the love of christ that um that that the body may make they may kill but god's truth abideth still as luther says okay or don't fear jesus says okay he who can cast your body um and kill the body fear him who can cast both body and soul in the hell these are all ways of saying that under the new covenant now That it's spiritual protection um, which is the hallmark of the believer that we know the rain falls on the just and the unjust natural disasters impact believers and unbelievers alike Um, cancer impacts both believers and unbelievers but but what is distinctive okay um, about the Christian is that our soul which can never die is upheld protected Um, that that we have a peace that surpasses all understanding because our hope is in the living god and 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 so we have to remember that even when we are afflicted physically just like the rest of the world that god has given us a homeland in goshen okay and our goshen of course is fulfilled in christ our souls are secure Um, the reason that we can have a hope that endures is that our hope is not ultimately in this place in this land our hope is in a future country and and so suffering okay is um and this is john coming from john piper is a massive opportunity to demonstrate to the world that our hope our, our hope is superior than what the world has to offer right and the reason we can be uh focus and fix in the calm of the storm is because of our eternal security and the souls that have been entrusted to God so one way to wrap up these these two is two plagues is to remind ourselves what are idols idols are good things that we make ultimate things that ultimately become bad things that, that little saying's not not original to me, but it's been said many times in many places out there in a variety of ways. Idols are good things that we take and make ultimate things, and then become bad things. And we always want to be examining our hearts, right? To say what are we looking to, or treasuring, or valuing more than God? Looking to security more than God? Looking to meaning more than God? And and. Like the egyptians what we realize is god by his grace and this is by his grace he frustrates our idols he tears them down he um he he doesn't allow us to find ultimate meaning in them not because he's against us but because he loves us because he wants to give us more of himself and so that is one of the overarching overriding lessons that we find in these 10 plagues. So now tomorrow, uh, the fifth plague, Egyptian livestock die, which sounds like, well, what, what's the big deal about that? Well, if you've ever had a dead animal or squirrel on your property and can't find it, and you and you know what that smell is like, can you imagine all the herds of the Egyptians dying? But we're not going to preach that that devotional now. We'll wait till tomorrow. So thanks for joining us. Same time, same station tomorrow, Exodus chapter 9. Let me pray. Father, whatever we are playing around with that we are trying to substitute as ultimate for you, Lord, by your grace, would you frustrate those things? And would you instead let us find our hope and confidence and significance in you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody. Thanks. Have a great day.